living our deepest truth. Eve Ensler rediscovered her calling 20 years ago when she began talking to women about their vaginas. Since then, she's helped women around the world tell their life stories through the untold stories of their bodies. Her play, The Vagina Monologues, has become a powerful force to end violence against women and girls. The Vagina Monologues and a host of related artistic works have been staged and performed by women in thousands of communities across the world and become a stimulus and resource for education and community-based anti-violence programs. An award-winning writer, performer and activist, Ensley collaborates with the V-Day movement to spearhead One Billion Rising, a global protest campaign to end violence. Today, the V-Day movement funds over 13,000 community-based anti-violence programs and safe houses for women around the world. Ensler has said she woke up to her purpose by remembering what she had longed for since childhood. Here's what she said. When I was a little girl, I grew up in a wealthy community. It was an upper, middle-class, white community and had all the trappings and the looks of a perfectly nice, wonderful, great life. And everyone was supposed to be happy in that community. And in fact, my life was hell. I lived with an alcoholic father who beat me and molested me. And it was all inside that. And always as a child, I had this fantasy that somebody would come and rescue me. And I actually made up a little character whose name was Mr Alligator. I would call him up when things got really bad and say it was time to come and pick me up. And I would pack up my little bag and wait for Mr Alligator to come. Now Mr Alligator never did come, but the idea of Mr Alligator coming actually saved my sanity and made it okay for me to keep going because I believed in the distance there would be someone coming to rescue me. The theologian David Tracy says our longing is the root of our purpose and our happiness. We long for love and a context and a community where we don't feel abandoned as young Eve Ensler did. When she looked back at her life from middle age, Ensler realised her purpose wasn't something to be sought or found, but something she had to recall, something she'd forgotten about her desire to be rescued. In 2001, Ensler met Agnes Perillo, a Kenyan woman who had saved thousands of girls and women from being circumcised against their will, as she had been as a ten-year-old. For eight years, Agnes had walked in the Rift Valley of East Africa, teaching the girls and boys and parents of the semi-nomadic Maasai people. Using an anatomical model of a woman's body, she taught thousands of Maasai what a healthy vagina looks like and what a mutilated one looks like. She also co-created an alternative coming-of-age ceremony with the Maasai so that girls could be initiated into womanhood without being mutilated. In those eight years of wandering and teaching on foot, she saved 1,500 girls from genital mutilation. After she met Ansela, Agnes was given a jeep to journey deeper into the 6,000-kilometre-long valley. In her first year of using the jeep, she saved another 4,500 girls from being cut and opened safe houses for girls. 
When Ensler was invited to the opening of a safe house in Kenya, she realised that through her writing and activism to educate and empower girls and women, she'd been closing the loop on her own little girl's longing for rescue. Anyway, she said, we arrived, and when we arrived, there were hundreds of girls dressed in red homemade dresses, which is the colour of the Maasai and the colour of V-Day, and they greeted us. They'd made up these songs that they were singing about the end of suffering and the end of mutilation, and they walked us down the path. It was a gorgeous day in the African sun, and the dust was flying, and the girls were dancing, and there was this house, and it said, V-Day Safe House for the girls. And it hit me in that moment that it had taken 47 years that Mr Alligator had finally shown up. And he'd shown up obviously in the form that it took me for a long time to understand, which is that when we give the world what we want the most, we heal the broken part inside each of us. And I feel in the last eight years that this journey, this miraculous vagina journey, has taught me this really simple thing, which is that happiness exists in action. It exists in telling the truth and saying what your truth is. And it exists in giving away what you most want. Remembering the particular work that each of us are born for is a hard business today. It's given little comfort or tuition because our culture seems to have forgotten its deepest stories and lessons. In Greek mythology, the river Lethe was the spirit of forgetfulness and oblivion. It was one of the five rivers flowing through the Greek underworld of Hades, and any soul who drank from the river lost their memory. This myth is a message from the dead to the living to remember to be human. That we've forgotten how to be fully human is clear from the mayhem in our lives and the chaos in our headlines. This mayhem and chaos are mirrors of our inhumanity, and what keeps us damned, like the souls of Hades, is forgetting what's sometimes too painful to recall. But the sometimes painful truth of living, of recalling our hard times and our inhumanity, even when the world wants to seduce us to be otherwise, is the crucible of our compassion and part of the craft of living deeply as a human. Each of us is called to particular work according to our biography, our talents and our circumstances. Our calling might be being the best loving parent we can be. It might be achieving our sales targets each month to give our family a home and financial security. It might be telling stories about the old days to our grandkids. Answering this call and making it happen in the world is to lay claim to our deepest truth and our kinship to each other. Here's what Rumi, a poet of the Middle Ages, had to say on the subject. There's one thing in this world which you must never forget to do. If you forget everything else and not this, there is nothing to worry about. But if you remember everything else and forget this then you will have done nothing in your life. 
It's as if a king has sent you to some country to do a task, and you perform a hundred other services, but not the one he sent you to do. So, human beings come to the world to do particular work. That work is the purpose, and each is specific to the person. If you don't do it, it's as though a knife of the finest tempering were nailed into a wall to hang things on. For a penny, an iron nail can be bought to serve for that. Remember the deep root of your being, the presence of your Lord. Give your life to the one who already owns your breath and your moments. If you don't, you'll be like the one who takes a precious dagger and hammers it into his kitchen wall for a peg to hold his dipper gourd. You'll be wasting valuable keenness and foolishly ignoring your dignity and your purpose. The path to our deepest satisfaction lies in recalling our true purpose and giving the world what we yearn for as a path to healing our brokenness. It's also a route to becoming fully human and serving each other and a way to bridge the imaginary chasm of separation between us. Is there anything more important than living your deepest truth?